Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. On a Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on the East Coast, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's here going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's going to do some news. How are you? I am well. How about you? Well, that was very uninspiring. I'm, I'm, I'm great. Well, I asked you. Come on, Rick. <laughs> Rick. Come on, Rick. We're going to spend a... We're going to do an omnibus bill here, Rick. We're going to go. We're going to push through an omnibus bill. I'm going to work with Chuck, and I'm going to work with Nancy, and I'm going to work with <laughs> We're going to get an omnibus bill through here. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I know y'all just voted for a new Congress, but I'm <laughs> screw all y'all. I'm going to get an omnibus bill put through here. So that's what we're going to talk it, about tonight. Is that what they're doing? Are they going forward with it? Ugh. I just... I could definitely get us thrown off the air tonight. There's no doubt about it. I'm warning you right now, this could be the last night you ever see us on screen because when I get into Mitch McConnell tonight, I, I gee, do we have uh, one of those uh, machines, you know, uh, clear? Those deals? <laughs> you mean well. the paddles? <laughs> I can I plug very some well wires into need- a socket for you. <laughs> <laughs> I very well may need one because that's uh, just, I don't know. Slick Rick, what's coming up in sports? All right, big deal. Well, we're going to recap last night's Monday Night Football (laughs) game. I picked up 5K as the uh, Arizona Cardinals fell to the Patriots. I love a good Patriot, especially when New England (laughs) wins, that's for sure. The right team won last night. Yeah, it didn't look like you were doing it to half. You looked like you could be in trouble, but obviously it fell apart. That's it. They fell apart. Well, that's, you know, you lose your So it's just, um, well, I said it last night going off the air, and uh, unfortunately, I was right. Uh, it's terrible news about Mike Leach. Oh, yeah. That story, I know. Just one of the, uh, obviously didn't know him, just knew him through watching him on TV, but one of the great college football minds, one of the great offensive minds. Big fan favorite. A lot of people loved him. Oh, I tell you. Really, just um, amazing. Just a terrible situation. Terrible. And um, I had, oh, I don't know. You know, it, it, it really, it, it, it stinks that we're living in a world now where, unfortunately, every one of these untimely deaths, you have no choice but to wonder what his history here is in the last two years with, with what, is, what he's been doing with his health and his body. 
And you have to, you know, we go through this now with every single one of these cases. And it really stinks. And, you, and, you know, and, and sometimes it's warranted and we find out, obviously. And a lot of times, you know, it's probably not. But it's just, you know, yeah, I get I got so much stuff today emailed to me about why Mike Leach died. And it's like, it just doesn't even feel right to even um, to delve into it, to go down that road. I, I don't want to I don't know if he was forced to do something to keep his job at Texas oh, yeah. A&M for his five million dollars a year he was making. And, and, I mean. Was he at Texas A&M? Or was he might have been Dorian. I'm sorry, Mrs. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah, I get the State, colors confused. Mississippi gotcha. State. Yeah, he was with um, the Raiders at one time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just extremely sad. I don't know. I'm just, very, I'm just sad about um, a 61-year-old at that age with this still young. Yeah. A great college football mind has made a difference in a lot of kids' lives. You saw all the kids who came out now who are in the, playing in the NFL and – you know, it's just when, I don't yeah, know. The, the, yeah. I heard him referred to as a savant when it comes to running yeah. offenses. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. And, 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 and a big-time conservative, from what I understand as well. He was, uh, you know, he was uh, able to pick up the phone if he wanted to on, on occasion and talk to the former president. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Again, like all of these things, it's kind of like you feel like you want to know what the reasoning is. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see what information comes out. Sounds like he had a massive heart attack. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's all we know. So very, very sad. So I'm, I don't know if, do you have anything else oh, on that tonight? I'm going to cover that okay, story. We'll tonight. cover that in sports. Oh, yeah, did, cover did you have the clip? I'm going to talk about his accomplishments. Yeah. Right. Did you have the clip of him? <laughs> I mean, you know, when you talked about him last night, so, some of the, some of the things that he would say. And all of a sudden, they just started flying up on, on Twitter. It was amazing to see oh, all he's these. He's got great. I mean, just, yeah. just these one-liners and these answers to questions yeah. just to blow your mind. Yeah. Remind me of a young John Madden. He really did. When I saw him the first few times, I said, "Boy, that's a John Madden Junior." That's what he liked. Remind me of. All right, so we'll cover that in sports. We'll do some news at Rick. So a lot of stuff to talk about here. We'll start with, I guess, the the start of the day, which was CPI print, and of course, the president's out today. You know, if, if, if all you didn't want to eat and you didn't need to drive your car and you didn't need to heat your home, everything's great, according to the president. Now, you throw those three things in and we're still at 7.1% year over year, which stinks. Um, but, of course, it's down, and that's good it's down. It was actually down more than they expected. They expected 7.3. We got 7.1. Month over month, I think we got 0.1, which is excellent. Um, but for the president to, um, not that I'm surprised to come out and use it as a, you know, hey, man, oh, man, look at this, uh, cut one G roll that. Good morning. Yeah. This morning, uh, we received some welcome news in my view. And I think the view of most economists on the economic front news that provides a reason for some optimism for the holiday season. And I would argue for the year ahead. And we learned last month's inflation rate came down, down more than experts expected. In a world where inflation is rising at double digits in many major economies around the world, inflation is coming down in America. In fact, this new report is the fifth month in a row where annual inflation has fallen in the United States. Inflation outside from food and energy, uh, a key measure of, uh, that economists use, also fell. Make no mistake, prices are still too high. We have a lot more work to do, but things are getting better, headed in the right direction. Most Americans can see right, the so progress just hold it for driving a second. down the street. Just, just oh, hold it for a second. 
The Fed wants inflation to be running at about 2%. We are at 7.1%. He, as he stands out there talking about this, as I was started to get into before, is working with Chuck Schumer, who is working with uh, Richard Shelby, who's like 100 years old and leaving the Senate, but Mitch McConnell has him as the spokesperson here, and with Mitch McConnell on another trillion-plus-dollar omnibus bill. The federal deficit last month, last month, was $260 billion. That's the highest ever, I believe. We are 31 point whatever trillion dollars in national fiscal operating debt. Who knows what the unfunded liabilities are? They are looking to spend us into oblivion as he's standing there talking like this. He is looking to make inflation worse every single day by his fiscal policies and his tax policies on top of it. He has had zero to do with inflation coming down or going up or coming down as it has month to month, this roller coaster that we've seen in the numbers. He has had zero to do with it, zero to do with it. We still have too many dollars chasing too few goods. We printed 40% of all the dollars in existence in the last two and a half years. He has had nothing to do with it. He will have nothing to do with what happens from here. They've all been wrong about the whole damn thing the whole time. And so he goes out there and tries to use this to, to charade around and parade that this is some great news. It's not, it's, it's not um, the ring the death bell now for the, for the economy yet. So that, I guess, is good. It's come down from last month, which is good. But it's so far away from good news as the economy is heading into recession because the Fed to deal with the inflation that this guy created by all the spending and all the money drops all over the world that we did, the Fed is using the bluntest of tools to try to get inflation down by raising interest rates. So people with mortgages, people with credit card debt, people trying to buy a house, all of these things, you, you, you see what the payments are, the grocery store, the energy, the food, all of this. So this is hardly good news. Let, let's just get it straight. This is hardly when you're 4X almost where the Fed wants inflation, which some say we may never get back to 2%, is hardly good news. As you continue to feel and take the brunt of it too, by the way. You continue to take the brunt of it in every part of your life every single day. Yeah, they continue, you know, he continues the lie he, did, he said yesterday. Wages are, are going up. They are not going up. Not. I dare you to, 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 to contact 10 of your friends and say, hey, has your boss given you a raise to keep up with inflation? I bet you I, bet you I already know the answer. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'd go 10 for 10. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody's given raises. No. Wages are not... Um... You know, and wages are, are obviously one of the one of the stickier parts here, one of the bigger problems, obviously. And what Biden won't talk about, because it's not good, but what has to happen for true inflation to get under control and really get start to get back, people need to get fired. 
We need to see Amazon lays off X amount. Uh, Walmart lays off X amount. You can, go down, you can go down the line. You need to see unemployment at 5%. It's at 3.5 right now or 3.7, whatever it's at. The Fed wants to see people lose their jobs. How sick is that? That's where we're at with this economy. People have to lose their jobs. Unemployment's got to have to not quite double, but from three seven's got to go to probably five, five and a half, five and a quarter maybe, for true inflation to really get back down. All right, Real estate's going to have to tumble because the services sector, as you see the report this morning, is still red hot. Wages are increasing in some places, not as much, of infl- not as, much as inflation. But there, we are so long far away from good news that he tries to come out there and say today. Because he's just not honest about what, where we are and what's going on. He's just not honest about it. Right. No, none of them are, by the way. I guess we shouldn't expect them to be. They have got to spin it somehow. But this is nowhere near good. We're at, folks, we're at 7.1%. We want to be at 2 You can do the math. You can do the math. Cut two, G. Roll that. God bless you all, and God protect our troops, and I'll take questions. I'm going to be seeing you all a little later this afternoon. I'm not taking any questions right now. Thank you very much. And you said when you expect prices to get back to normal. I'm going to take questions. I hope by the end of next year we're much closer. I can't make that prediction. I just, I'm convinced they're not going to go up. I'm convinced they're going to continue to that. There's no way for him to be convinced of anything. He doesn't know. The Fed barely knows. Nobody knows. Not these Fed governors. None of them know. Like I told you last night, your opinion on this is just as valid as theirs on what inflation is going to do over the coming months. Because we don't have a trend yet. Not when, and you'll see that tomorrow when the Fed speaks. <laughs> we don't have to guess. The Fed's going to tell us tomorrow. You watch how hawkish the Fed is tomorrow because he wants to keep the, the markets in line. He's going to throw a big wet blanket over Biden's good news today, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, well, 2.30. We'll get the decision on what they're going to do at rates at 2, and then he'll speak at 2.30. Good news. Just don't eat, heat your home, or fill your gas tank, but it's great. All right. Sports and news when we get back live from Studio 6B on a Monday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, 17 past the hour, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Um... 
Good to see the Getter people. Getter chat fired up over there in Slick Rick. Just fired up, Slick Rick, fired over up. there in the chat, you know. We love to get a chat. Those people all voted for a new Republican Congress, but I told them I don't give a damn. I'm going to pass an omnibus bill with Chuck Schumer. That's what I'm going to do. Should I call a doctor or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it all night. I'm just going to just so. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> You're looking forward to it? Wow. Oh, God. It'll be fun. I, he's such a disgrace. He's such a disgraceful um, weasel. That's just what he is. It's what he's always been. Taking shots today at Trump. Taking shots at the Tea Party. Taking shots at uh, your candidates. America first candidate. I told you, I can't win. Give me a break with this guy. <laughs> how did he? I, I, how did he back? How is he back as the leader? I, I just, I don't know. He's the perfect example of failing upward. It's just unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. This guy to talk about candidates. What candidate has this guy ever put up that was conservative? Or backed that was conservative. Never. He's never done it ever. Not one. I, I challenge you to give me one candidate this guy has ever backed or raised money or put money into ever. That's been Cruz-esque. Mike Lee-esque. Um, who, I mean, you could think of whoever. No, never. He actively campaigned against all those people. Look what he did in Chewbacca against, Masters against, any real conservative against, because he doesn't want to deal with them in the Senate. He wants Collins. He wants Romney. He wants Murkowski. He wants, you can go down the list. Democrats. The, right, okay, okay, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch, whatever you want, Mitch. Yeah, sure, we're on board. He wants Democrats. Exactly, because he's sure. won. Yeah. Yeah, Rhino. He knows. He only needs, especially when it's tight like this, what does he need? He needs eight, nine, or ten. That's it. Can I get ten? Let me get ten gold-plated, empty-suit phonies who will uh, come with me here. And how would, and how would he actually say, say that, Damon? No, I can't. <laughs> come <on>. Yeah, come on. <laughs> does it, but does it... <laughs> we are in the lame duck session. The American people just voted to fire Nancy Pelosi. I don't care how thin a margin it was. They voted to fire Pelosi. We are about to take over the House. We have our own problems. I get it. We don't know who the speaker is going to be. Who knows? This is the other problems with the Republican Party. But here's Mitch McConnell in the Senate, voted back in as Senate leader. He must have pictures of all these. I don't know what he's got. And he's working with Chuck Schumer to pass an omnibus bill in the lame duck session. Before the Republican House, because he knows Freedom Caucus, these kind of are not going to go. They're not going to fund Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi's utopia. But he's willing to. He's willing to do it. And this is why he spends money on Collins, Murkowski in Alaska, not Chewbacca. This is why he spends money on uh, whoever's running against Blake Masters. This is why he spends money against, you know, real, real quality, America first, conservative, real conservative candidates. He doesn't want them there because then, then he's the lame duck and he can't have that. Yeah, He's, he's the one that pulled the money from, the, uh, from Blake Masters out in Arizona. Yes, he did. 
He actively campaigned against them. Pulled and the by, money there. Pulled and, the money out of Alaska. And pulled by, the money out of New Hampshire. And by pulling that, what, eight or ten million, he actually gave ten million, eight to ten million in uh, campaign finance to the Democrat. When you think about it, if he, if he's not giving it to this guy, guess what? The other guy now has the advantage of eight to ten million dollars. Way to go, Mitch. It, it's stunning. I don't care what anybody tells me. I don't care what the excuse is, uniparty, all this nonsense. It is stunning that this guy is going to pass an omnibus bill. As long as I've done this show since 2015, I've talked about this guy, how he gets his ass kicked by Pelosi and Schumer every time this stuff comes up. It always happens in December. It always happens right next to the holidays when everybody wants to go home. They drag it out. They threaten, oh, the government shut down, you know. Oh, look at these Republicans. And here comes Mitch riding in to work with Schumer and Pelosi to pass an omnibus bill weeks before the Republicans are about to take over the House. Can't figure it out. All right, let's do some sports. Here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Emirati at Slick Rick Sports on Getter and on Twitter. Rick Emirati, what's going on in sports? With those great McConnell impressions, I'm surprised Turtle Wax hasn't done a sponsorship for this show yet. <laughs> but, uh, Mike Leach dies at 61. Mississippi State coach, Air Raid Innovator, had complications from heart condition. Leach compiled a 158-107 record in 21 seasons as a head coach. This is Adam Silverstein of CVS Sports uh, writing about this. Uh, veteran college football coach, Mike Leach, 61, died Monday night right when we got off the show pretty much big d you were right from complications of a heart condition leach who led mississippi state since 2020 was transported to the university of mississippi medical center in jackson on sunday to receive treatment for a medical incident suffered in his home leach was last seen in public saturday night at a local holiday party the leach family released a statement on his passing tuesday morning through the school mike was a giving and attentive husband father and grandfather he was able to participate in organ donation at ummc as a final act of charity we are supported and uplifted by the outpouring of love and prayers from family, friends, Mississippi State University, the hospital staff, football fans around the world. Thank you for sharing in the joy of our beloved husband and father's life. Um, Acclaimed as the architect of the innovative and record-setting Air Raid offense alongside Hal Mamey. Uh, Leach was a three-time National Coach of the Year and three-time Pro Power 5 Conference Coach of the Year. He won a pair of Power 5 division titles and led his teams to 19 bowl games during his 21-year head coaching uh, career. And in fact, they're going to be playing Illinois in a bowl this year. They just announced earlier today Mississippi State and the players want to go forward. So that should be a riveting game for sure. Came highly inspired. And Leach earned his first head coaching job at Texas Tech in 2000. His decade-long career with the Red Raiders, in which he compiled an 84-43 and record with 10 straight bowl appearances while becoming the winningest coach in program history, came to an abrupt end when he was ultimately fired during an investigation into alleged inappropriate treatment of a player. After two years out of the game, Leach reemerged at Washington State in 2012 and similarly turned around the Cougars with winning seasons in four of his final five campaigns, including an 11-2 and mark in 2018. Mississippi State hired Leach away in 2020, a month after uh, rival Ole Miss brought in Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Kiffin was close with him as well. Um, and the Bulldogs went 15-10 to 10 in his last two seasons with Leach compiling a 158-107 record as a head coach at the collegiate level. Leach will surely be remembered for his unique style on and off the field, just as much as his ability to get the most out of his teams. His impact on college football over the last four decades was 
immeasurable. A lot of talk about him. I remember watching a game earlier this season, right before Halloween, and the announcer had him on the side, and she was asking him, what's his favorite candy bar? And he went on this whole tirade about, well, Mounds is this, and Hershey is that. And, you know, like I said, just reminded me of, like, you know, John Madden with the Turduncan and just that kind of guy. And, boy, what a career he would have continued to have. And I could have even seen him in the booth one day, you know, entertaining everyone. So just great stuff. And real quick, uh, Argentina reached World Cup final uh, for uh, with Lionel Messi and Julian Alvarez, where they combined to eliminate Croatia in the semifinal. Lionel Messi has now reached the final match of the World Cup for the second time in his career. This is from Chuck Booth and Ray Gonzalez, CBS Sports. All it took was a five-minute stretch late in the first half for Argentina to score a quick-fire double to book their place in the World Cup final. World Cup final is on, um, let me see, that's going to be on Sunday at 10 a.m. They'll play the winner of tomorrow's match, which is France and Morocco. That's a 2 p.m. Eastern start. Should be a good game. I'm pulling for France because, you know, well, that's a little bit of my background. So we'll see. That'd be a good final. But Ava Perone in goal, big D for Argentina. They pulled it out. No, but that, that was a good move for Argentina. They move forward. That's a wrap. Oh, amazing sports. from where they started, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Messi. The first like match. Yeah. We're thinking, oh, here we go again. Messi's never going to get that World Cup. Well, here's a shot. Here he is. Yeah, I think that the odds are in favor to win regardless of who they play. Yeah. Since when are you French? Oh, oh, oh. oh well, oh, since oh, I've been... Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Since I had Grateful Pawn on my hot dog. <laughs> I'm going to watch well, then, the World yes, Cup. You're definitely Frick French. Then. No, not watching that. Frick Rick, I'm not watching the World <laughs> Cup. I'm going to pass an omnibus bill with Chip. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> World Cup's not piecing you off, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's go to commercial. I'm going to pass an omnibus bill during the commercial. Sounds like you're going to pass a stone, too. <laughs> Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick did some sports. It was brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. I forgot to mention again in the first sports segment. God. Um, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Christmas orders probably have to be in, if not tonight, by tomorrow. Maybe late as Thursday. I think he said 14th or 15th to get them in time for Christmas, I believe. So get them in if you're going to still do it. Use our code LFS6B at checkout, and we appreciate it if you do. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at 7cells.com and earlytreatmentmeds.com. Got a good email from them today. A lot of sales going on. 25% off from them. You get an additional 10% from us. LFS6B at checkout, early treatment meds. Uh, spelled just the way it sounds, .com. What's going on, Rick Delgado? All right. Well, speaking of my pillow, Mike Lindell, <clears throat> famously of my pillow. He has officially announced his bid for RNC chairman. This coming from Just the News. Yeah. The MyPillow founder, Mike Lindell, uh, earlier today, officially announced his campaign to be chairman of the Republican National Committee. The businessman rose to political prominence as a stalwart supporter of former President Donald Trump and has levied heavy criticism against incumbent RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. Announcing his campaign via email, Lindell said, Our party has lost credibility with the base 
face of the Republican Party and with donors. The RNC's leadership strategy of business as usual has been a disaster, not only for the party, but even more importantly, it's been a disaster for the country as Democrats pursue their woke socialist agenda. With three failed election cycles under Ronna McDaniel, we must change course now. He continued, the people of our country are begging us to lead for that reason and more. I'm excited to announce I am running for Republican National Committee Chair. Uh, good, good for him. So good for him is is right. Uh, he'll be joining conservative uh, lawyer Harmy Dillon in attempting to oust McDaniel over the weekend. Dillon secured the key endorsement of RNC member Morton Blackwell. So we'll see what happens. There's a, a little little shakeup hopefully going to be happening at the RNC. And, and as uh, Lindell par- uh, pointed out, uh, three losing election cycles uh, that that sh- that should be enough to get somebody fired. You would think. So, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you would think. You you would th- you would think you'd think there's been enough uh, in the Senate to not have McConnell either, and you'd think uh, there's be enough at the RNC to not have McDaniel, and in the House with McCarthy. Maybe we should just ban anything that begins with M and C. <laughs> maybe that's what we should just do. Maybe, but uh, I mean. I just and I love Lindell, you know that. But yeah. his statement about what did he say something about the base? Yeah. No, no. The the problem with the Republican Party is the majority of the of the, the Republican Party. That's the problem. the The problem is most of the of the party sides more with McConnell than they do with um, Ted Cruz or Mike Lee or uh, or Rand Paul. We have more McConnells than we have Tea Party esque. Um, Republicans. That's the problem. So, so, but you're talking mainly about the. I'm talking about in the party, not the not the voting base. Right. Okay. Of course, no, not the voting base. The actual Republican Party. That's the the, the, they they are the problem. Yeah. Well, speaking of the problem, as we as I think you mentioned, you teased out earlier. uh, Mitch McConnell trashes Trump. He says our our ability to control. The primary outcome was quite limited in 2022 because of the support of the former president. If he thinks it was difficult before, wait till 2024. Gee, you got that? Let's hear from the genius. Let's let's hear. You know, this is. Let's hear. You know, you need somebody to be articulate your message, (laughs) be able to get out there, speak to the people, of course, really deliver, hammer home what your agenda is, how you're going to do it, take on the left, articulate your points, get out there and really speak. You know, they the left had Barack Obama, pretty pretty good. Uh, Bill Clinton, pretty good. Here's what we have. Roll it, G. Our ability to control the primary outcome was quite limited in 22 because of the support of the former president, true, proved to be very decisive in these primaries. Do the best you can with the cards you're dealt. Hopefully in the next uh, cycle, we'll have quality candidates everywhere and a better outcome. Quality candidates? This is where we get thrown off if I start in, so you can just continue. Quality candidates. Quality candidates were the ones that were up. You were the one fighting against them. So that, of course, the legendary Mitch McConnell, the real Mitch McConnell, not like not like ours sitting next to me over here. Name, um, name one quality candidate this guy's ever been behind, ever. Name one quality candidate he's ever uh, backed. He, I, Ted Cruz could tell you. No backing from Mitch McConnell. Mike Lee could tell you, no backing from McConnell. Rand Paul could tell you, no backing from McConnell. 
any other true conservative could tell you, no backing from McConnell. This, what, quality, what quality candidates? What is he talking about? Blake Masters wasn't a quality candidate. Kelly Shabaka wasn't a quality candidate. Um, who's the guy in New Hampshire? I can't think of his name right now. Um, Gen- a bulldog, he wasn't a quality candidate. Mitch McConnell got behind none of them. This guy wouldn't know a quality candidate if he tripped over one. And not only didn't get behind them, but actively worked against them, even after the primary. That, that, should, that should be enough for anybody to say, you know what, uh, Mitch, why don't you take a seat in the back and try not to talk anymore? Go eat your porridge. Go out to the dog track. Put a tag on you says, I used to be Mitch McConnell, and sit there. <laughs> get some sun. Do something. Just get out. Tire. Switch, right, what else in the news? Switching gears, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been denied bail. A Bahama judge denied the FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried his bid to, uh, to get released on a $250,000 cash bail after he cited his vegan diet. Well, of course, that's, that's, he can't go to jail if he's a vegan. And an ADD diagnosis as his justification. <laughs> Okay, come on. The cryptocurrency. And by the way, everybody else being the real culprit. That's that's his real excuse. Right. Wasn't his fault. The cryptocurrency mogul is currently in Bahamian uh, custody and faces extradition to the United States. He was arrested on Monday at the behest of U.S. authorities who on Tuesday unveiled an indictment against him. Uh, He faces charges from both the Department of Justice and, and the SEC. In connection with the November collapse of his digital currency, uh, Bankman Freedom Court on Tuesday indicated he would not waive. He would not waive an extradition hearing, according to the New York Post. His lawyer had proposed requiring him to wear an ankle bracelet as part of the release conditions, which the judge denied. The crypto Mm. executive faces a combined 115 years in prison if convicted on the U.S. charges. And Bahamian officials are also pursuing a separate investigation again. And this one also coming from uh, John Solomon's Just the News. Um, What's interesting about this, though, somebody was pointing out, I forget where where I heard it or saw but um, they said it was a little odd for the Southern District of New York to get involved so quickly in something like this. Mm. It's almost like, well, it's almost like they're trying to shut him down to make sure he doesn't testify because he was supposed to testify in front of uh, in front of Congress. Lee Zeldin made the case today that he still should. Yeah, but they don't. Uh, but I, I, from what I understand, once once they've now place these charges on him they can, can they can basically control him and he's not going to he's not going to be allowed to uh to make any statements I yeah. think what's interesting from this point is to see now if he actually makes it into custody or if he <laughs> so, all of a sudden disappears oh couldn't testify now we can't find him oh, uh here's one interesting part of today's hearing which I've actually have a lot to say about this too cut 7g roll that and I'd like to thank you Mr. John Ray the 3rd chairwoman waters presence here today chairwoman waters I've not had an opportunity to testify or to question the witness. That would be Representative Gooden. Uh, I'd like to um, thank you for your presence. Chairwoman Waters. And for the t- Parliamentary inquiry. Yes. Are all members entitled to question witnesses? You are. And if you would like to miss the votes on the floor for everybody. Hey, it's the chairwoman's moment. prerogative to call just a recess. one moment, please. That's your decision, not mine. Just one moment, please. You may go right ahead. And have five minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. <laughs> You're certainly welcome, sir. 
<laughs> shut up. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. Lady. The original crazy town right oh, there. The originator. A, she is a lunatic. The originator. Mad Max. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. So I watched this hearing today because, well, it's my, where I'm at. And um, it's, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I just find it uh, very interesting that all these Democrats today sit, sit up there and they say to the guy who's the new CEO who's doing the bankruptcy, guy who did Enron, all the Democrats today, $7 billion wasted. I can't, I can't believe this. This is, this is what are we going to do about this? And I'm thinking to myself, we're $31 trillion in national debt. Everything you've paid in your whole entire working life has been the biggest Ponzi scheme ever created and perpetuated on the American people. The Democrats don't give a damn about your tax dollars and where they go. And here they all are today. Are you saying there's $7 billion that we can't find? Are you saying there's $7 million that was spent? Uh, I, 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 I can't believe it. We need to get to the bottom of this. This can't stand. I'm thinking to myself, you guys care? You guys, what? what? I mean, it's a little rich to hear every one of them on their soapbox today about money being misappropriated. Oh, that's the CYA move. <laughs> you know, they got to cover themselves in case they receive some. They Uh-oh. couldn't account for all the money? Well, we can't let that stand. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just, I, mean, I don't know. Does anyone else find that hypocritical of every Democrat? I mean, even not even just the Democrats. Anybody in government talking about wasteful spending or wasting money or not keeping receipts or not keeping good books or not being audited like the Fed's never been? I mean, we're going to listen to them. If we're waiting on these people to fix anything or get to the bot, they couldn't get to the bottom of a set of stairs. Never mind get to the bottom of this. They couldn't get to the bottom of anything. They can barely come up with questions that sound like they have any idea what they're even talking about when it comes to digital assets. <laughs> no clue what they're talking about. No. None. Zero. And they're going to get to the bottom of it. Maxine Waters uh, is going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Uh, the new the new CEO over there over at FTX, John John J. Ray, he was the one who was testifying. Told the House Committee earlier today that there were absolutely no internal controls oh. and a lack of record keeping at the company. Sounds so, like Social Security. <laughs> Ray, who I guess might have a little background in this, he's the former chief executive of Enron. Remember them uh, during its bankruptcy process, was asked to elaborate on the previous comment that he's never seen such a failure of corporate control before sure the issue here he said i was speaking to is i've never seen another other lack of record keeping absolutely no internal controls uh he also said it's one of the worst from a documentation standpoint even in the most failed companies you have a fair roadmap of what happened we're dealing with literally a sort of paperless bankruptcy in terms of how they created the company it makes it very difficult to trace and track assets particularly as i've said in the crypto world (laughs) it's really unprecedented in terms of the lack of documentation check all the people asking you questions mr ray check their bank accounts i'll bet you could find (laughs) some of it there 
because they all took money from this guy. He said, we've lost $8 billion in customer money, <laughs> so by definition, I don't trust a single piece of paper in this organization. Maybe Mitch should send him over. I'm all, Mr. Roy, I'm going to send you over this omnibus bill that I'm putting together with Chuck and Nancy. I'm going to send you it. We can't find any of the money. $38 billion more for Ukraine. Don't you worry about it. Sound like B on a Tuesday night. Just checking in with the Getter chat. Everybody's fired up in there. Good to see everybody in there. Cheryl, Nancy, Dave. Loving the Christmas music, Dave says. That's good. Thanks, see, Fran. I told you. A little holiday music. And some Nixon, some Dilbert. Uh, let's see who else is in there. Uh, is Mitch a fan of Dilbert? RD. That's not Dilbert, you idiot. It's Delbert. Uh, RD518, Harmeet, and McCarthy. Are from California GOP. No, I like Carmi Dillon. She'd be, I think she would be, I think she'd be fantastic. I love Mike Lindell as well, uh, but I really do like Harmi Dillon. The point is uh, uh, Romney's got to go. Yeah. Romney's, any Romney with the name's got to go. All of them. Uh, Mark Faces says, Rick D, thumbs up. Sue's in there. Slick Rick Sports. Hope you are well. Debbie Wilson's in there. Broke yeah, spoke. Debbie. I saw our friend Carefree Largo in there as well before. Everybody's in there. It's yeah. good to see. Care to walk. We got a lot of good ones in let's there. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some more news. News. You yeah. guys aren't sick of my Mitch McConnell impression yet, are you? <laughs> oh, of course oh, not. Oh, oh my god. Right, good. Just want to make sure. That's a total wax commercial. Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some news. News brought to you by uh, EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. Here it is uh, again. Ricto Gatto. All right. Well, if you missed it. Hopefully we have a clip. I don't know if we do. I, I forgot to check. But but uh, President Joe Biden invited a drag queen who performs for children to the White House today to attend the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. And, of yeah. course, every marriage and wedding should probably have a drag queen at it. Uh, the House and Senate passed a compromise bill this month, of course, having nothing to do with anything that really matters to the country, that would enshrine certain protections for a wedded same-sex couples into law while also bolstering religious liberty provisions. The bill does not create a nationwide, nationwide right to same-sex marriage, uh, but require states to recognize lawful marriages from other states. All right. To be a non-binary drag artist invited to the uh, White House, this coming from drag queen Marty Cummings, uh, said, is something I never imagined would happen. Thank you, President and Dr. Biden, for inviting me to this historic bill signing. Mm-hmm. Grateful doesn't begin to express the emotions uh, that I feel. Cummings wrote on Instagram along with a picture of the invitation. Cummings is a frequent host of the Drag Queen Story Hour in which he reads stories to children while cross-dressing and mm-hmm. dancing and shaking and exposing himself. I wonder if the Republicans who voted for this uh, see what happened today and, they th- and, and they're... Well, I guess they must be okay with it. As, they, as Biden uses this at, with their votes... And then uses them as props to say, you know, we've got X amount of Republicans to vote for this. 
they can virtue signal. Uh, and they see this and they take the opportunity to promote drag queens and child castration, basically. And I guess these Republicans who voted for it, I guess, I don't know, I guess they don't have a problem with it. No, no. Or, or maybe they'll say, oh, we didn't know he was going to do that with the take this bill signing and use it to uh, do this big uh, propaganda deal. Now, what does Mitch think of drag queens? I don't think he has an opinion. <laughs> he doesn't have anything to say <laughs> on drag queens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, religious We'll liberty... do a little more of this later when we do Crazy Town, because okay. Crazy Town, is the, this is the basis for Crazy oh. Town, I believe, yes. Okay. So. Well, religious liberty act, uh, advocates have warned that the Respect for Marriage Act's protections for conscientious objectors are minimal. Lawmakers previously defeated an amendment from Utah Republican Senator Mike Lee that would have added more authoritative language backing religious objections. Right, because that's what's going to happen. There's nothing in this bill that they didn't, there's nothing in the bill that had advanced same-sex mar same marriage no. that's been legal since 2015. There's nothing that's, that it has advanced anything other than Christians being persecuted for their religious beliefs is what is what's going to come out of it. That, that's, that's pretty much it. And a chance to distract everybody from the other problems that the country's going through. Uh, another thing that they're doing to distract the country is removing Dr. Ben Carson's name uh, from a Detroit public high school after the school board voted in favor, favor of removal last month. Yeah, they voted he's too smart to associated with them right uh, he, he actually graduated so that's a bad thing uh the move came after 80 percent of the 1500 people surveyed said they supported the change carson says he's not surprised he says cancel culture has targeted him but he never considers himself a victim carson's education started in the detroit public school system born into poverty and raised by a single mother uh carson went from inner city detroit to yale university become one of the most influential neurosurgeons of a generation so um, he doesn't seem to have a problem with it, which is good for him, but it still says a lot about the people in charge over in Detroit, how you could take off the name of someone who's been such a positive in that community that, th that kids can look up to, but remove his name because you don't like his political leanings. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's all I got for now. All right, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow, my slash LFS six B for all the best deals just for this audience. And you can use our code LFS6B at checkout. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, big deal. Let's get to some scores tonight. We haven't touched on anything yet. NCAA Men's Division One Basketball right now. UMass Lowell 62-58 over Rhode Island. 138 to go in the game. Uh, Princeton right now trailing Iona by one with 28 seconds left in regulation. LSU up by 10, 67-57 over NC Central. And Xavier 78-48 over Southern. 257 to go in the second there. And uh, Houston looking good. Number five, Houston over over NCANT, 36-21 at the half. And Memphis, Alabama, good game coming up later on this evening. Tip off at about a few minutes, 9 o'clock. NHL action right now. The Kraken are getting whipping, get a whipping from the Lightning, 5-1. to one. Maple Leafs, four, and that's at the end of two. Also end of two, four zip. Maple Leafs over the Ducks. Uh, end of one, Oilers, 3-1 to one over the Predators. Golden Knights lead the Jets 2-1. to one. That's also end of first. Islanders trail the Bruins by one, 3-2 to two, up in Boston at the end of two. And the uh, Hurricanes over
over the Red Wings. One zip. That's also at the end of the second. Seems like everything's in intermission. Um, well, here's another story. 25-year-old ex-college football player dies of cardiac arrest while jogging. We talked about this at the beginning of the show and mm-hmm. just continue to see this rolling in Big D. This is from Warner. Todd Houston of Breitbart. Jake Hescock, a former university player for both the University of Central Florida and Wisconsin, reportedly suffered a cardiac arrest while jogging and died later at a local hospital who is only 25. According to the oh. Orlando Centennial, Centennial um, Hescock was jogging near his home Tuesday in Boston, Mass., when he suffered a cardiac arrest. A citizen performed CPR until first responders could arrive, and the former athlete was taken to a hospital and put on life support. Hescock suffered se- uh, severe brain trauma during his heart attack and soon died from the incident. My cousin Jake went on a jog Tuesday, December 6th, and collapsed. He was given CPR and has been on life support ever since. We were told last night that th- the damage to his brain is from a lack of oxygen. It's severe. This was his uh, cousin, uh, Lisa Walls Malernick. Um, she later added that uh, Jake had passed away. He was a top player for Central Florida from 2017 to 2021 and played in every single game for the junior and seniors. Here's an athlete in fantastic shape. I actually saw a video of a woman working out in a gym in Ecuador just last week. Yeah. And she, You saw that, Rick? And yep. she's working out, right? She was doing squats with the plate. Boom. She gets up, boom, face first, gone. 28 years old. I mean, listen, we, we, we know what's, what's going on here, but it's absolutely crazy. One more big D. Polish embassy warns nationals of potential danger on France-Morocco World Cup night. We talked about the World Cup uh, tomorrow night. Uh, well, it'll be 2 o'clock our time, but it'll be certainly in the evening out in Qatar. As well as in uh, the French French area, of, you know, the other side of the country. Yeah, but this is Chris <laughs> Tomlinson, a bright boy. Get your clock straight, Rick. Rick, <laughs> slick, Rick. Uh, the embassy of Poland and France has warned Polish nationals to avoid large crowds in urban areas during the evening of the World Cup match between France and Morocco due to safety concerns. The Polish embassy released a statement on Monday ahead of Wednesday's World Cup semifinal match between France and Morocco, warning Polish nationals of possible dangers in larger cities. Warning: We recommend Poles stay in larger cities in France to be especially careful during the match on. Wednesday. Please avoid gatherings on the streets and strictly follow instructions. It is unclear whether the embassy warning is related to a specific threat, but scenes of violence have been seen across France following the Morocco games. Fans have taken to the streets, setting off fireworks, looting shops, and attacking local police. Sounds like Seattle a couple of years ago. Mm. But anyway, that's something to watch tomorrow night. If Morocco does win, it's going to be crazy. And if they lose, sounds like it's going to be just as crazy. They're going to be upset. So, And that's a wrap in sports. Big D keeping an eye on that World Cup for everyone. All right, Slick Rick, thanks. We'll do some more sports some more news live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night.
hour two, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, live in New York, 8 p, uh, 9 p.m. We started at 8. It's hour two, Damon. 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Real America's Voice. Slick Rick's right there. He's going to do some more sports. Rick Delgado's right there. He's going to do some more news. I want to start hour two. So I was looking in the getter chat. Uh, proud Patriot. I want to give a big shout out. Happy birthday to Michael. It's his ninth birthday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Michael. So, uh, proud patriot. Your son Michael's birthday today. Michael, happy birthday. Listen to your parents. And don't take any you-know-what from anyone. That's my advice to you. Yep. And have a great birthday. Nice. And um, I, don't, where, I don't know where you live, but if you live in Kentucky, don't vote for Mitch. Um, so, happy birthday, Michael. Let me see who else is in here. I see a lot. You know, I see a lot of people saying that they've um, done their holiday, some of their holiday shopping with um, Lindell. I don't, I don't know, honestly, that I've ever seen anybody say that they're not happy with what they get. That's how good the stuff is. Everybody who gets something is happy. They say it's great stuff, and um, you get that money-back guarantee now until I think the end of March. Yeah, you extended it like three months, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What are all these numbers that are going in the ah, chat? Well, I was just going to say um, two. Yeah, two. What's I two? I agree. If, if, you, if you like rap bot two, you just write the number two. Oh. Oh, voting. Yeah, it's, it's a little, they're polling. Yeah, they're are polling. we we pitting Rav Mod One against Rav Mod Two? No, I don't know about that. No, I don't think we want to do that, do oh, we? Oh, I see Rav Mod Two in there a lot more often. Yeah, I see two in there more often though. Well, I think yeah, well, I think two is on when we're on. a shift. Yeah, right. Yeah, <clears throat> so that would make uh, sense. Happy birthday, Mike! Yeah, see everybody. Look at this. See this audience. This is this is why this audience is the yeah. best audience. Now everybody's wishing Michael a happy birthday. Yep. So. um... People saying 45, 47. I'm assuming that's in reference to President Trump. I, I, I did see a concerning, um, I think it was Byron York today. I guess not that it's concerning. It's still early. But again, this is, you know, we've, I've kind of questioned this early. Um, why announce this early? But Byron York says, new U.S. And again, I, I get it's USA Today Suffolk poll. But whatever. Uh, this Suffolk USA Today poll shows Trump support falling among Republicans. DeSantis up, Trump down. Two-thirds of Americans don't want either Trump or Biden in 24. Majority in the GOP wants Trump policies, but with different candidate. DeSantis over Biden in a matchup. And I know it's USA Today and Suffolk poll, so what does it mean? Probably zero, nothing, but... Um, you know, when you're in it and you're out there and you're the first person announced, this is, um, this is the stuff that's going to um, be amplified. Did, so. But did you really think he wasn't going to run? I feel like he's been running ever since. No, of course not. I, no, I never thought he wasn't going to not yeah. run. I just thought you hold all the cards, plus you hold probably 30% of the base that's going to absolutely vote for you. Why be the first one out in the track, man? Let all the runners go out there, see a couple of them trip over each other, see what the thing, see what the kind of survey the land, and then, bam, hit them with two aces that you got up your sleeve. I don't know, but what the hell do I know about it? Nothing. They, no one's asking me for my advice. So what do I know? President's uh, got a plan. He's got, um, uh, hopefully, smart people around him. 
sometimes I question the people around them, but I'm assuming they know what they're doing. But uh, once again, Governor DeSantis today on the move. On the move. Cut 13. And, and, and again, I, I'm, I've talked about this before, and I've talked about this exact situation. Again, I don't know if Governor DeSantis is going to run, but I don't, I don't think it's even arguable now that if he does run, he is going to be running to the right of President Trump on the matter of vaccines. Unless the president makes a big pivot in how he talks about them. Right. Here's the governor of Florida today. Roll that, G. In Florida, you know, it is against the law to mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, we see just the other, uh, just recently, Florida got $3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. And so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today, uh, I'm announcing a, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. And uh, when I heard this statement, I was thinking to myself, and I don't even know if it would mean anything, but when you think about the phony Salem Witch Trials January 6th committee and the fact that all the work they did to hand, all, hand over to the Justice Department, basically doing the dirty work as if, as if there's some kind of investigative uh, body with investigative powers or whatever, like they're, they're, like they're in the mini FBI over there. I'm, I'm just wondering if uh, maybe we can then take that model and Elon Musk can act as his own January 6th committee and give all of the, if there is any, any dirt that he can find, any communications he could find having to do maybe with Florida or people who live in Florida or anybody who was in Florida or anything that had to deal with Florida. Maybe he could uh, find its way over to the governor and he could use it in uh, this. I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Or not, but, um, you know, we just, uh, at some point, we're just going to play by their rules in all of this. I know the White House is all up in arms because um, Elon says my pronouns are prosecuting Fauci. And, oh, how dare you talk about Anthony Fauci this way? It's dangerous, you know. Well, we're, we're going to, you know, we're either going to play by their rules eventually. Someone's going to, if it's DeSantis, then let him do it. He'll play hardball, and he'll get down in the weeds like they always do. So let's see what comes of this, because I'm telling you, this is going to be the num COVID fascism and the tyranny in people's lives, not being able to control their body from the party that tells us my body, my choice. That's out the window for this. This is going to be, I still believe, the number, if not one, one A or one B issue in the 24 election because god knows by then we're still going to be living with uh blue state governors and mayors and 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 government that's going to be wanting to you to mask up pushing these shots on you mm -hmm. may tell you you can't open your business god knows what's going to happen here in the dead of winter in the northeast 
what you what your kids can do or what they can't do, what's going to happen to them in school, what they have to have to go to school. It's not going away. It's not going away. It's never going away until someone makes it go away and makes these people go away. Well, yeah, because now they're 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 pushing the triple demic. That's the big uh, that's the big word. You know, you got you got COVID, you got the flu, and you got that other what's that other thing, uh, RSV or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a triple demic. You know. Yeah, we come in and give you six shots at once. You should be right. all set. You should be fine. Don't wor- don't worry if you fall on the floor. <laughs> it's okay. Just walk it off. Walk it off. Walk it off. I I think and, I tweeted something today. And what's interesting too, while you look for that, is that at the end of yesterday's drop, you remember after they they banned Trump. For no reason. And they admit they had no reason to do it. They just wanted to do it. Um, the next day, I believe the, the, the one from uh, the next tweet that came out was them excited about pursuing COVID misinformation. So if you don't think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the next drop. It's probably going to have to do with COVID, Fauci. Maybe you'll see some Pfizer worked in there. Uh, executives from Pfizer and Moderna worked, worked in there along with uh, Fauci and his buddies and of course his daughter because she worked there so you know they were talking about it so it'll be interesting to see what comes next because they were very excited and they deplatformed a lot of doctors and nurses and medical professionals and scientists just because they started to say hey you know what uh, the science doesn't support what you're saying here I, I saw this today, and I thought to myself, "This is this is why it's never going to go away." Because unfortunately, there's too many people who are oh, right. Right? Did you see this? Yeah. So this person, she's—I don't know who she is. Some attorney. Poor kid. Our son Jasper wrote his Santa letter yesterday, and it filled us with hope. Even the kids get it, and it says, "Dear Santa, I am vaccinated, so I don't need presents. I wish for equality." And for Elon Musk to stop destroying the world. Thank you, Jasper. Uh, I I mean, I I, 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 (laughs) I can't. I'm going to call shenanigans. The mother wrote that. Yeah. Uh, no, no kid's going to write. How, how old is the kid supposed to be? I, I just wrote, need to laugh today, read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> because the comments are, uh, this is, this is See, where uh, Twitter excels sometimes. You know what? And, and since you have that up, pull, pull it back up. Yeah, because like the look, at, look at yeah. the handwriting. I see that. This, look like, this looks like the, uh, you know, when, when, when uh, the kids uh, wanted, wanted Santa to bring them a gift and, and, and Santa Claus coming to town. Yeah. You know, while he still had red hair, and you know, they'd write backwards and and kind of all off, all off kilter. It's like, oh, it doesn't seem right. Um, this is this is fake. Yeah. Who puts a comrade to thank you, a kid? Exactly. No come kids on, do that. On, Stop. That's neater than my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even type that. Neat. <laughs> exactly. That's gar- That's crap. Uh, I'll just 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 one the first comment I was I didn't want to show them because I don't know if there was curses in them but the first <laughs> hopefully CPS finds a good adoptive home for Jasper. <laughs> I don't know some of them were kind of funny so I, I just I don't know I don't know how you I don't know I don't know what world did, I don't know I'm vaccinated so I don't need presents. Okay. <laughs> well then you're not a real kid because every kid wants presents. Yeah. Who are you kidding? Yeah. See that? See that's another that's another tip off 
that it's not a real kid because every kid wants presents. They believe they deserve presents. They should. It's Christmas. That's what you get. Oh, these parents with this garbage. That's a fa- that is fake. That's a, it's not even a real kid. The, you know, the kid that probably wrote that is 35 eating right. ding-dongs in the basement. Right. <laughs> With Paul. Yeah, exactly. I saw people arguing about whether Paul, <laughs> every time Paul's not here, everybody thinks he got fired. Well, we can make fun of him. I guess we should just let that kind of go, right? Maybe just let, just let him debate where he's at. Well, Paul's at... Um... 6A? <laughs> <laughs> The penthouse. Well, wrong one over here. Six B. Or six C. Does he have three to pick from? He doesn't know where to go. He's at uh, what's the guy's name? Bocelli. Andrea. Oh, Andrea Bocelli. It's Andrea Bocelli. He's great. He's the blind dude. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yes, he's the blind dude. Even he can write better than that fake note. Even Andrea Pacelli could find us. <laughs> Conde Portillo. The holidays are here and out goes the cash. Consumers already feeling the pain amid sky high inflation. Average spending per person is expected to hit more than $830. It's not just the cost of presents, the staples of the season too. Ornaments, lights, menorahs and wreaths, all of it adding up. Last year, consumers spent about $350 on non-gift holiday items like decorations, wrapping paper and cards. Sound like the blues, baby. All right, let me talk to you about Birch Gold. We're talking about CPI print this morning, 7.1. Oh, it's great news. Great news. Only four times the amount that the Fed wants. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to more emboldened Biden? Well, the answer is yes, and that's with the help of Mitch McConnell. More wasteful government spending? Well, yes, and that's with the help of Mitch McConnell. Higher taxes? Well, yes, of course, every Democrat always wants higher taxes. How will you protect your hard-earned savings from the reinvigorated left? But the left never has to be reinvigorated, by the way. They're, They're never off their game. They don't need to be reinvigorated. They circle the wagons all the time. They're never off their game. Well, the answer, how do you protect your hard-earned savings, of course, is gold. Gold is the world's oldest, most proven form of currency. It's there for you when inflation soars, when other assets go sideways, and that's why Birch Gold is so thrilled to introduce a new product that reimagines gold as a currency, and that's the gold back. This month, you'll get a free gold back for every $5,000 purchased when you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA with Birch Gold by December 22nd. So you got uh, about nine days here. Birch Gold to help you own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. Text America to 989898 to claim your free information kit on gold. Then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Plus, with every purchase you make before December 22nd, you'll get a free gold back. This is a great stocking stuffer just in time for Christmas. Good God almighty. Once again, text America to 989898. 
Protect your savings with gold. Do it today. All right, 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Slick Rick's got sports. Sports is brought to you by MyPillow. What's going on, Slick? All right, let's run some scores. Big D, let's go to the NBA. 76ers, 117-91 over the Kings, 444 to go in the fourth. The Bucks all over the Warriors, 93-73, 222 to go in the third. Rockets over the Suns, 54-35 at the half. Pelicans and Jazz nodded at 17, 6 to go in the first. And uh, Celtics and Lakers, they get it on at 10 o'clock out at the, will they still call it the Crypto.com Arena, or is it Staples, or who knows? I don't is know it, what they call it, it anymore. It's the Crypto.com Arena, right? Yeah, it still is, right? Yeah. They didn't change that. Just FTX No, Arena they're is, still in business. They're, they're okay. There you go. Uh, Islanders and Bruins in a good one up in Boston. Tied at 3, 11 to go into third. And uh, Cowboy Don Tannen Geddes said, I forgot his Kings. They're playing tonight, the LA Kings, but he might want to forget them too. They're trailing Buffalo. Two zip with 10 minutes to go into third up in Buffalo. Well, if he's a fan slick, Rick, he's not going to, he's not a Fairweather fan. Oh, okay. Well, the you ever forget your Cowboys? I don't know, Big D, but if I was in Buffalo, <laughs> it's not too fair up there. Anyway, Hurricanes over to Red Wings, one zip, 10 minutes to go in the third. Panthers over to Blue Jackets, three zip, that's eight minutes to go in the third. And Devils over to, uh, Devils trail the Stars, check that, two to one in Jersey, eight minutes to go in the third as well. NCAA men, we don't want to forget the basketball. Houston, number five Houston, 48-22 over NCA&T, 14 minutes to go in the second half. Arizona, 47-34 over Texas A&MCC, that's at the half as well and uh, Memphis Alabama just underway Memphis up by one 13 minutes to go in the first half and uh, we'll see what else we got a couple of the games going on NC State 92 73 over Furman let me get to a really uh, a good story that I like this is a real hot warmer Rob Gronkowski surprises Army vet with pickup truck this is from TMZ Sports earlier today Rob Gronkowski's retired from the NFL but he's not done giving back to his fans the future Hall of Famer recently surprised a retired U.S. Army veteran Wounded in combat with an awesome customized truck. The GOAT tight end partnered up with USAA, does all those commercials with them, you know, to deliver a four-door truck to specialist Johnny Flores, who served four years in, in a field artillery unit where he worked as a uh, 50 caliber gunner, among other jobs. Today I'm helping USAA give away a recycled ride to a deserving U.S. Uh, deserving US uh, military veteran, Gronk said on Tuesday. This is going to be awesome. About to surprise Johnny. The video of Gronk surprising the Purple Heart recipient in Tampa is amazing and from Flores' reaction he had no idea he was meeting the Super Bowl champ uh, no way he was clearly in shock what a surprise it's a feel good story for a man who has sacrificed mightily for his country Flores was badly wounded after a vehicle he was in drove over a pressure plate IED uh, on July 4th 2007 in Baghdad Iraq he ultimately had his left leg amputated he also sustained other injuries in the attack Flores who uses a wheelchair will now be able to move around much more freely because we are told the ride was retrofitted and modified for his mobility needs including installing a wheelchair lift. This means a lot to me, Flores said, being able to get my independence and get in and out of this with ease, you know, with no help, that's something real great. So it's a game changer. You know, good for Gronk, uh, good for USAA, and of course, uh, great for the veteran who deserves it more. I wish we could do that for every veteran that served for us, whether they got injured or not. They all deserve to be treated like, well, like these sports athletes who make millions and millions of dollars when without these athletes, without these uh, military men and women, they'd have nothing. And don't get me started on the military you know i got crazy last week and you know but that's how i feel big day and i'm going to turn it back to you it's your show okay slick rick thanks very much and he's done with the sports news you see what i have in front of me here 
This what? is, again, this is why I'm just... Richard Shelby has just put out for immediate release. Oh, good. He's got an omnibus framework. Agreement in oh. principle. Reach on omnibus framework. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Senate Appropriations Committee Vice Chairman Richard Shelby today released the following statement regarding fiscal year 2023 omnibus negotiations. I am pleased to confirm that Chairman Leahy, Chairman DeLauro, and I have reached a bipartisan bicameral framework that allows us to begin the difficult work of reaching agreement across 12 separate bills. That's okay. That's good. Great. Yeah, how, many, how many have I seen? None. How many have you seen? None. None. How many have you seen? None. How many have you seen or heard of or know what's in it? Zero. This is representative government, don't you know? Uh, if it all goes well, oh, if all goes well, all right, good. We should uh, be able to finish an omnibus appropriations package by December 23rd. Oh, hmm, let's see. What's that time? December 23rd. Oh, it's two days before Christmas. Everybody wants to get out of town. Mm -hmm. We don't want to, you know, we got we to gotta pass it to see what's in it. Same thing. Same thing. And guess what? It's a Friday. So, of course, it'll be done late Friday. So you won't even see it. Don't worry about it. I <laughs> just just explain this to me. Just explain this to me. What possibly would we need to do this for? The government's going to shut down, Damon. Oh, I don't know. I've done this show since 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So eight years, I probably talk about it at least two times a year that we have this, or at least every couple of years I talk. So I've probably gone through this eight, 11 times on the government shutting down, how the Republicans never win the argument about it. They never win the public debate about it. They lie about it to Democrats. The Republicans never win. We know that when the government shuts down, it's probably about 18% of the government that actually shuts down. Everything else keeps running. Everything else keeps getting paid. Checks keep going out. There's like 18% of the government that shuts down. But you would think it is. Um, the ice age coming to freeze the world over and we're all going to die if you listen to the Democrats. And why, why do you think it is that the Republicans cannot win the public debate about it? Oh, because I'm the, I'm the one going to make the arguments there, you know? That's why. Because we don't have anyone that can articulate what it is we believe in, we stand for, we want, and what we will not stand for. Which I guess in this case is nothing. Because we have a 90-year-old and an 80-year-old playing ball with the Democrats. And of the 50 senators we have, there's probably about, besides those two, another maybe seven that are involved. Eight at the most, because they only need 10. Representative government, folks. All right, news when we get back. We'll do some more sports before we wrap it up as well. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Come on. Tuesday night, 30 minutes past the hour. Glad you're in. We'll do some more sports. We'll do some news here in uh, about three minutes and 14 seconds. 
But what am I going <laughs> to... Yeah, here's what we're going to do for the um, <laughs> 3 minutes and 14 seconds. This is the um, the Babylon B. Benny Johnson is actually the one who tweeted it, but this is from the Babylon B. Maybe this is the perfect night to have this video, given all the McConnell stuff we've done. Right. little levity, little time to relax, a little time to get a good chuckle. And for you to get a timeout. Yes. Bring, uh, bring, the, bring the, uh, the, heart, the, the heart rate down. That's a good idea, Rick. Uh, from, this is from the Babylon B. This is um, brilliant may not be the word. Here we go. Hi, I'm Oliver Bartholomew, and I'm 16 and a half years old, and I'm the speechwriter for Colin Harris. <laughs> My mommy and daddy say, if you find a job you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Morning, Frank. Yeah, hey. Hey, Oliver. And my parents were right. Ever since I was little, I liked words. Writing words is fun. So I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. I got that idea when I was thinking about space and how big it is. Man, it's big. It's not all fun, though. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. It's cool to see the words I've typed good actually get get set on TV. It's fun. I like it. Once I thought it would be neat if Kama wore a blue suit and told people she was wearing it because I like blue. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. It's cool because the suit's blue and it's the color of the sky. Where are you, my ideas? I'm all over. One time I was on the school bus and I thought it would be neat if Kamala talked about the school bus, and who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, <laughs> right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? I can't take all the credit, though. Me and Mr. Kamala are team. You know, like relay racing? You know, you race and someone passes the baton and then, right? But she kind of is crazy or something. And she kind of scares me. <laughs> and you can't fake that kind of performance. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles? Right. And then let's just see where they overlap. I didn't. I didn't. Did did <laughs> what else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. You're either born with it or you're either not. <laughs> it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It's quitting time. I need to get home in time for blue. See you tomorrow, Frank. See you later, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Babylon B. Wow. That was awesome. That is awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> just That's good. That was brilliant. I'm out. All right. I thought we'd like that. That was pretty good. 
Uh, let's do some news. And here with the news is Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right. Well, if you didn't think our elections were screwed up enough, I direct your attention to the San Diego suburb of Chula Vista. A populous suburb of San Diego, California, is going to hold a special election. Why? Uh, because one of the con- uh, constituents, or I should say the constituents, elected a candidate on November 8th who had already been dead for two months. Yep. Democratic candidate S- Simon Silva died in September, but still ended up defeating challenger Dan Smith by half a percentage point, according to the Epic Times. Uh, Smith contends that the city's leaders and the Democratic Party failed to publicize Silva's death and did not warn voters about the potential cost of a special election. A spokesperson for the city told the outlet that the officials had announced Silva's death on September 13th during a council meeting. Uh, the San Diego Registrar of Voters has estimated the special election will cost the city and the voters uh, between $1.5 and $2 million. This story coming from Just the News. The Democratic Party has deceived and let down its members, Smith told the outlet. The party omitted any information that the special election would cost $2 million, money that the city of Chula Vista can ill afford to spend unnecessarily. So there you go. And Smith, again, he was the one who was defeated. Dan Smith, he plans to run in the special election. Uh, Before we do some more news, we just throw my screen up, G, because now we're starting to get Mike Lee to that uh, Shelby release. Uh, No. Benny Johnson, all caps. What are Republicans doing? And this has to be the question. Remember something. They cannot do this without 10 Republicans playing ball. Ten. Collins, Murkowski, Romney, McConnell, Shelby. Um, Who's the guy who introduced it? Who? Shelby. Oh, Shelby's the one that He's the one who wrote this release. Didn't he have a couple other names in there, too, though? Um, Well, Leahy's a Democrat, and I think DeLaurel's a Democrat. Okay. So he's representing McConnell, I believe. I don't know DeLauro, where he's from. So there's five I just mentioned. Richard Burr, he's on the way out. He'll probably play ball. Yep. Uh, who's it, um, who are the other dummies who always stand behind McConnell, like the, the, like the, the tin man and the straw man there? Uh, who's uh, uh, Barrasso? Um, Thune? Cornyn? It's just, uh, you know, as you name them, you just, it's one worse than the next, honestly. I don't know. You know, I, I didn't get to this yesterday. Horowitz has a piece in the blaze. Conservatives must finally break free from the stranglehold of fake Republicans. And it's, this, is, this is so true today. The problem for conservatives heading forward is not much so mail-in ballots as it is mail-in Republicans. If, um, if Hagee the prophet were around today, he'd likely chastise conservative voters as follows. Consider your ways. You have sown much and you bring in little. You eat without being uh, satiated. You drink without getting your fill. You dress and it has no warmth. And he who profits, profits into a bundle with holes. No matter how much the Republican Party cheats on its base, committing sins that the eyes cannot unsee, conservatives continue to slavishly genuflect to the party's every whim and offer to carry water for Republicans. They treat Republican politicians as the masters rather than the servants. 
They believe we must support them at any cost rather than understanding that they need our support to even exist. Because Democrats already locked up the voters they truly desire. Conservative influencers continue to view themselves as loyal Republicans and refuse to explore any blunt force trauma to this party that would force a cathartic moment when either we finally take over the party or we have a critical mass to either start a new one or use the GOP only for ballot access but form a party within a party. The scope of the problem is not limited to a few rhinos. In fact, we are the rhinos. With the exception of a handful of Republicans who accidentally win office, almost every elected Republican is either indifferent or downright on the other side of the issues that really matter to us, in the way they matter, at the time they matter. Just consider that only one senator and only one governor are fighting the issue of our time, biomedical tyranny. Or the fact that not only did a bunch of Republicans vote with Democrats to codify gay marriage as a right against religious liberty, but not a single leadership member in either party spoke out against it, and nobody whipped against it. In order to secure our votes, they pretend to be with us on the issues that don't matter, or in the way and at the time that they don't matter. Then they employ a brilliant tactic to keep us on the plantation, threaten us with the prospect of the Democrat winning, the very same Democrats they work with on all the issues that matter. Cunningly, the Republicans understand that while they, while they have no problem working with the Democrats, their base is truly revolted by and fearful of the Democrats. Hence, the argument of, but the Democrats, quote-unquote, resonates the most precisely with those most likely to rebel against the party leadership. Thus, they have created a never-ending zero-sum game. The more the GOP commits and works with the Democrats on the issues of the time, the farther the political landscape and Overton window shifts to the left. The more disquiet and fear instilled in the base about the Democrats further winning, the more the base is hoodwinked into voting Republicans without doing any much-needed political surgery. If you take this vicious cycle to its logical conclusion, it has no conclusion, other than us becoming uh, wards of Klaus Schwab. Because whether the issue is COVID, Ukraine, marriage, immigration, spending, global warming, no matter how much the Republicans screw us, they can always turn around and say, well, it's going to be worse if the Democrats win, when in reality, it's the GOP that acts as the forward advance guard or the getaway car for the Democrats. It's a one-two step in which the Democrats could not succeed in what they are doing without a veneer of bipartisanship so that they won't own the blame or fallout of their actual destructive policies. Conservative talk show hosts and any news influencers need to be asked, what is their plan to stop this cycle of failure and degeneration? And is there no limit that the GOP or particular Republicans will finally prompt them to stop voting for it? Until conservatives are willing to shoot the hostage, they will never wield any leverage over the Republicans. McConnell and company rightly wager that Republicans will always come back to them because they have nowhere else to go. 
Jared Kushner said as much to President Trump in advocating that he deviate from the MAGA agenda on certain issues. As we explore multiple ways to shake up the party, particularly at the state and local levels in solid red states first, we must be willing to make it clear that at some point there is a bridge too far. And I would argue that is coming right now with what is going on in the lame duck session. Remember, the establishment torpedoes our candidates in the rare instance that they win the primaries. They not only refuse to support them, but openly undermine them. McConnell, 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 McConnell. We must return the favor. So this, this, this article today, it wasn't even written today. It was written, I believe, yesterday or the day before. I wanted to get to it yesterday. But takes on such meaning today as we see what's going on. The absolute picture-perfect description of this article is what is happening right now with at least five to six to maybe up to ten Senate Republicans under the leadership of Mitch McConnell right now. And it's, um, is this the bridge too far? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But they need 10 of them to get this passed. Just weeks before they take control. Just think about that. All right, we'll do some more news and sports to wrap it up on a Tuesday night. Glad you've been a part of the show. Oh, we're getting close to 10,000, Slick Rick. Oh, boy. I don't know if we're going to make it, though. <laughs> Share the show. All right, 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you've been a part of the show. We've been watching the Getter Chat. Everybody's fired up in there. Pretty good tonight. Thank you all, as always. Follow us on all our social media, at LFS6B on Twitter, on Getter, True Social, Facebook, all LFS6B, and now on Locals. And it's important that you follow us on Locals if you can. LFS6B.Locals.com. We need to get to a certain level of support before I can start live streaming on there, uploading daily videos on there. Uh, streaming during the commercials on there that we'd like to do. Uh, but they've got this wacky tier system that you have to whatever. So uh, follow us on Locals as well. Locals, lfs6b.locals.com. Um, by the way, Locals is great. Everybody's on Locals. You can follow. And they all got original content over there. So you should probably be there for everybody else as well. So uh, all right, crazy town time. G, Biden signs the marriage equality bill. Roll it. I want to thank everyone who made this moment possible. First, thank you to President Biden. There. Where's he in the tree? (laughs) (laughs) Was he hiding? An early and fierce proponent of marriage equality. Thank you, Mr. President, for your incredible leadership. Uh, Thank you also. Go watch Meet the Press about 10 years ago. He took my speech. He took my bottle. He just wanted to see if I could wing it, and I couldn't. It was probably better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. President and Joe Biden, 
Vice President Harris and Mr. President First and Joe Biden. Biden. Thank you all for your leadership, but each and every one of you <laughs> she is sauce. pat yourself she on the shoulder. Fine. She sees two Indeed, of them. with the stroke of the president's hand, the fundamental right to Mr. marry President the person you love is enshrined in the law of the land. You made your voices heard. Oh. Marriages are more secure. And Joe Biden is our president. <laughs> Where's the little kid? Today's a good day. <laughs> And as I've said before, and some of you might remember, on a Don't certain jump. TV show 10 years ago, I got in trouble. Uh, oh, I just said this. I want to thank all of you for being here today, for being part of this important movement. Jill, Kamala, Doug, my cabinet members, including Pete Buttigieg. Look, Buttigieg. you know, and the gay man's choir, Washington, D.C., gay man's marriage choir. Standing behind me, dozens of plaintiffs up there. Don't jump. It's oh, one thing jump. for Here the Supreme go. Court to rule on a case. Well, it's another thing entirely if elected representatives of the people to take a vote on the floor of the United States Congress and say loudly and clearly, love is love, right is right, justice is justice. Congress is acting because of an extreme Supreme Court has stripped away the right important to millions of Americans that existed for half a century. And that's not only the challenge ahead. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong. That, hospitals, libraries, never, community centers ever are threatened and intimidated. <laughs> Excuse me, because they support no excuse for you. LGBTQ children and families. Close. Speak out. Close. Callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. We have to protect these children so they know they are loved, and we will stand up for them and say they can seek for themselves. He seems to have a good handle on what he's saying here. <laughs> he says we need to protect them and the doctors give them care. Yeah. By care, by care he, he's, what he's saying is the, uh, child castration. That's the care they're being given. But we need to protect them in the next breath, he says. They can seek for themselves, Damon. I mean, I don't know. It's amazing. People, they're clapping. Drag queens being promoted there. Castration being promoted there. Him gaslighting on things that don't happen. Don't happen. You can get married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant. That's, that's such nonsense. And he knows it. Unbelievable. Yeah, by the way, is Joe Biden and the president two separate people? <laughs> they have to be. <laughs> Either that or she sees two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, like, probably hey. more likely. <laughs> you look like the president. It's the president of Biden. Uh, and this is Joe Biden. Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mind your own blank now. <laughs> Remember, don't jump. Do you know, speaking of that, that's funny you say that, Slick Rick, because that's our friend Socialist Mop. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the Delgado there. Uh, 
somebody, I guess, who says he watches the show all the time, sent that to me today and said, you got to see this. This is great stuff. <laughs> I think we were on this like six months ago. <laughs> it was about six Hello. months ago. You should send him the article about Amazon and the pharmacies. Yes, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you that go. Well, people, uh, it's still, I see, I see people tweet about socialist mop and that song all the time. Like they just discovered it. It's still getting traction. That's how good it is. Wow. Let me hear a little bit of that, Gene. Roll that. My mind's going blank now. <laughs> so good. <laughs> My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are we? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I keep yeah. forgetting I'm president. You know, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. That and the Babylon Bee, two truer uh, pieces of work have never been created. Never, never been created as. Uh, <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> as close as those two have. That's creepy. Uh, all right, what are we doing here? Do we do sports, sports. already? We all right, quickly, let's do sports and news. <laughs> NHL, we got some finals. Talk about going blank now. We got the Sabers shut out the Kings six nothing. These blank. are all finals. <laughs> Hurricanes shut out the Red Wings, one zip final. Uh, and uh, Panthers shut out the Blue Jackets, four zips. So a lot of blanks here. And uh, Stars over the Devils, four to one. Lightning, six two over the Kraken. Maple Leafs shut out the Ducks, seven zip. That's a final as well. And uh, let's see what else we got here. Little NBA action. Bucks, 126, 108 over the Warriors. Just about all done there. 55 seconds to go in the fourth. And uh, let's get over to a quick story. Cute story. Tom Brady. Well, you know, we was got to have a week with Brady in it, but Buccaneers, Tom Brady, a good sport, signs interception ball for 49 his linebacker, Jenna Lane, ESPN. As if throwing two interceptions in his return home to the San Francisco Bay Area and losing 35-7 wasn't enough, Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady was asked by 49 his linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, to autograph the ball he intercepted. It was a uh, blank for me, to be honest. It was a complete, mm, Brady said, on his Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray. They run that on Monday nights, but I try to be a gentleman. No, actually, I mean, look, it was a great play he made. I'm happy he got the ball. Brady said, I wish I didn't throw it, but I'm trying to be a good sport because a lot of times I'm not a good sport. At least he admits it. I can be a pretty bad sport. Just ask a Microsoft tablet. And in the moment, when they get me in the right frame of mind, I'm actually a good sport. So the play happened with 9.50 to go in the third quarter on a pass intended for Mike Evans that Greenlaw leaped up and tipped to himself. And uh, anyway, Greenlaw went on to say, I went like a a little fangirl after the game. I tried to (laughs) soothe him up, make him feel better. Man, yeah, you're the greatest ever. All that good stuff but he is he is Greenlaw said the worst thing he could tell me was no I know you all know that story but anyway he told Brady I just want you to know you're the greatest ever I've been watching you since I was two years old <laughs> that's gotta hurt when, awesome. you're, when, when you deal with that so anyway a cute story and then NBA names new MVP trophy after five-time MVP Michael Jordan big D they renamed some of the trophies and uh, well Jordan's had the most MVPs besides Bill Russell Bill Russell won six Jordan won five and that's a wrap in sports big D back to you all right slick Rick you got any uh, any quickies you want to hit? Uh, just I, I would have loved to get into this Carrie Lake litigation uh, about the multiple whistleblowers that she's got coming forward yeah. from Maricopa County. They've reached out and uh, they're they're going to expose the system that is seriously flawed. It's from Just the News. We'll, we'll tackle this tomorrow night because yeah, this is Carrie's statement today. Um, today's hearing regarding my lawsuit was telling. The judge noted the volume of evidence uh, my team compiled. The defendants' teams. Uh, seem desperate to sweep it under the rug. I am uh, thankful to Judge Peterson, Tom- Peter Thompson and his team for the work they did. So uh, that was the first step today. 
watch my video on Kerry Lake. It's on our Facebook page. If you haven't watched it yet, kind of lays out what's going on. As always, we salute our military, active and active, police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, uh, guys, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you to live from Studio 6B audience. See you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here live from Studio 6B.